Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited today because I'm connecting with a lady who I indirectly met probably 12 years ago without knowing it. And that was through another podcast guest, her daughter, Natalie Cormier. And then we cross paths over a shower filter in a group that another podcast guest has put together. It's all about mind-body-spirit connection. And so I'm super excited, Lise, that you said yes today and are stepping just a tiny step out of your comfort zone because we have a <laughs> lot to talk about today and probably in the future. So thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So this is this ominous question that some people hate and some people love. But do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'll start with uh, I'm a sister, a daughter. I'm a wife, a mother, and grandmother. Um, I'm a nurse and uh, an animal nature lover. I like to keep fit. I like to eat healthy. Yeah, basically, I grew up in a dysfunctional home, which has taught me many, many lessons, which a lot of us have grown up in dysfunctional homes. And yeah, I guess that's what I can say about myself. Oh, well, very sensitive person, uh, an empath, not knowing that I was an empath growing up, especially in high school. You know, feeling everybody's feelings and not knowing what's going on, and you're thinking that you're the one who's crazy. But now I know myself a lot better, so I understand what I went through and why, and the reason I am where I am today. And isn't it a fun little thing to look backwards? With we talked about this before the podcast, actually, is how much wisdom comes just from observing, looking backwards. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's not just about our observations backwards, but it's also where other people fit in those observations. And sometimes also their observations of us that kind of make that whole puzzle curious to look at and sometimes inspire us to to go down rabbit holes of healing, I find. Have you seen that sort of thing happen in your world? Yes. <laughs> so... The, the first thing that comes to mind for me is um, the fact that when I was growing up, I, I had this 
emptiness in my in my belly and I didn't understand like I, I called it like a black hole that brought me to into some dark places in my teenage years and <clears throat> finally figuring out what that black hole was uh, was very very healing for me but it was scary at the same time and it came from my mom getting pregnant with me before she got married and hiding her pregnancy for many, many nights um, without, you know, so living in fear and shame and guilt and not knowing what was going to happen. She knew that she was keeping the baby. Eventually, my parents did get married three weeks before I was born. And um, I was carrying all those traumas all those years. And it's just in my adult life that I finally realized what that that emptiness in my stomach was, and it was all the traumas, you know, the, the not being worthy enough, not loving myself, not having a voice, because my voice was shut down in her, in her womb, and, um, but it brought so much, so much clarity once I started realizing what it had done for me. It happened for me and not to me, to become the person I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And how many of us don't have a clue what our mother went through when we were in the womb? Mm. Like, there's so much that happens in that world. And I was just introduced to intuitively, but through another podcast guest, Linda Ward, to the metamorphic technique. And, And well, I was like, what is it? Like, what is it? And it's about going back and and supporting what we went through as a baby in our in the womb and regardless of the technique just the awareness that we all have existed in our grandmother Mm. and if we just go back to like what was going on when our grandmother was pregnant in the world, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. or in the community, or like, are there any stories of of what life was like? You know, it it can be an interesting rabbit hole for people to just intuitively journal or or start asking questions of mm-hmm. their parents. Well, can be scary. Can be can be like, why would I go down that rabbit hole, Heather? And then. So people need to listen to their intuition, but you're inspiring me to talk a little bit about that for people because nobody's really gone there before. And I think we spoke about Gabor Mate just briefly and Mm. how we both kind of love his work. And he's really kind of shining a tiny light on that aspect of the fact that we come into the world sometimes with trauma that we don't even have a clue about. And so it's the piece of the puzzle. That. Yeah, and another piece of the puzzle is like we don't always know how our parents were brought up by their by their parents, right? So mm-hmm. my mom, in her case, was beat up as a little girl. So my, my grandmother had eight kids: four boys, four girls. Two boys, two girls she liked, and two boys, two girls she disliked. Mm-hmm. And my mom and her sister, her little sister, they were beaten by their mother growing up, mm-hmm. and and that was never talked about. You know, like my mom would just talk about it and laugh. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was like a normal thing for them to be going through, which 
no, mm. <laughs> no, you, you, if you beat up by your mom, you're just, it's, it's, it, it, like, it breaks a little girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it breaks, it breaks her physically and mentally, psychologically, spiritually it blocks everything off. Yeah. Any being. Yeah. And to me, trauma just leads to trauma, leads to trauma, leads to trauma. And so to me, when we can turn the light on a little tiny bit, a nightlight, if we can put a nightlight that it even Mm -hmm. exists and make some safe safety around it somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many resources now out there that are helpful and supportive. Yeah. And just, and just realizing yourself that, that whatever happened to your mom created the trauma for you and then and and let things unfold as they will unfold so in my case when I became pregnant with my children they are the ones who kind of um, made me aware of that trauma because that little black hole was filled with a child and it just helped me on my healing journey maybe not knowing exactly what was happening then, but now when I look back at my pregnancies, I know that the reason I had five kids was I needed all that time to make me aware that I had that hole for a reason. It was missing something, and they replaced that something, or they gave me that something that was missing Mm. just to let that hole, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, very, very much so. It's interesting, too, because there's so many, There, I mean, I call them hole punches. <laughs> there's so many ways we can have those holes created. Um, and just the fact that you had awareness there was a hole there, like, not everybody knows there was a hole. So I'm, I'm really glad that you took the opportunity to share this. I mean, it's a very personal thing. Um, but I feel blessed that you shared it because I think that people right now, for some reason, are, are having to go inside and, and like there are black holes and caves and hole punches and, and it's, it, it's sadly quite normal. Like it's a normal thing. I think it's part of the human condition. We can't come out of life without hole punches or black holes. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's a part of us, and it's a lesson for us to heal. It's a lesson to, for us to push us to go inside and, and really um, kind of turn this around into a positive thing um, and, and ask the question, so what was that trying to teach me, mm. right? So yeah. what is the lesson with this? And when you when you listen to what your your body is trying to tell you, what your heart is trying to tell you, the answer will come up. It will come up, and it's very it's very healing. It's very it's hard. It's really hard. It's not easy to go inside, but if you can just let yourself go in the flow of listening and just be open to the message that will be coming up, it's it's magical magical well it's been neat because when i met you i'm like oh this is a lady who's on this really cool bright journey right (laughs) like i'm like what a bright light like oh my gosh of course she has kids that are doing these really neat things like like they grew up in that like hello (laughs) 
<laughs> right? So when somebody comes into your life at certain aspects of your life, and what they see isn't necessarily the whole picture. No. And they don't necessarily see what you think that you are or where you're at in your journey. It's it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> so it's like, wow. So you've also been in a transition in the yes. last few years. Has yes. has but you've been on this journey of of the black hole longer than the last few years. Oh yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So but a journey of self self-discovery, self-care, self-love uh has been very um uh, present in my life in the past year. Um because I was I was working as a nurse. I had been a nurse for like 35 years and I lost my job last January and um it uh this that that um, that event really hit me hard because I've always worked as a nurse. And for the first few months of losing my job, I was were really, really hard. But I hit, I think I needed to go through that kind of that, that black tunnel in order to see the light at the other end and really understand why that was happening to me. I needed to, it pushed me to go inside. It pushed me to to really see why that was happening to me and in taking care of myself, going outside for walks and spending time in nature and going to the beach. And so, and then it, it just brought me on this healing journey for the full, like for the full year of 2022. And then came time to renew my nursing license in November and I chose not to renew my license. So I was not going to be a registered nurse anymore. And that was that was a grieving process for quite a few weeks until I have one of my good friends that told me that even if I was not a registered nurse, I was always going to be a nurse and I was going to be a holistic nurse. So that made me smile uh, because that really spoke to my soul. It really spoke to, and it made my heart feel really, really full of joy because mm. I think that's the path that I've always needed to be on, but I was not ready to be on that path because I have a lot of modalities already, like tons of courses that I took in the past. And I never thought of applying those modalities into like a working day or Mm. that would be my job kind of thing, right? Uh, Because I... I was a nurse. Right. <laughs> registered nurse was not supposed to do that because she has to work inside a box, right? You have rules and regulations, but I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do it my way. Um, and the holistic way is, I think it's it's growing more and more, and people are looking for holistic ways of healing mm-hmm. uh, more than ever, yeah. more than ever. Like we're meeting all these people and I'm sure you've met so many people, so many new people in your life in the past few years yeah. that are just looking for alternative medicine, right? Yeah. And I think it's a thing of the future. Well, and the thing mm-hmm. is, you're in this beautiful place of meshing the two knowledge bases, really. Like nobody, when people lose a designation, nobody can take away education. Nobody can take away no. experience. And we, we do put so much in our labels. We, we're okay. trained to put a lot in our labels and our licenses yeah. and our whatevers. But, um, but that I'm so glad that friend said that to you because it is, 
It's so real. And, and lots of people have gone through that sort of loss in the last, like whether it's in the education field or corporation closing or in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in the industry of healthcare or, you know, for whatever reason, lots of people have lost their jobs, even before the last two years with recessions and things like that. And so the, the grief piece is so real. But sometimes it's because that box, it's yeah. we're grieving the box of known things that was actually the thing that we didn't really like about the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bizarre how often we we grieve because we're forced into change. Mm-hmm. And yet the change is like that that caterpillar butterfly thing. So I'm so excited that your friend said that to you because. Yeah. So what are these modalities? What took you into modalities? Well, I I did my my Reiki. I actually uh, did my Reiki 2 and Reiki 3 with Linda Ward. I did did my metamorphic touch with Linda as well. Uh, I did my raindrop therapy massage course with Linda. So I've known Linda for quite a few years. Um, I recently uh, did a reflexology course with Norm LeBlanc that you probably met. Yeah. Um, And right now I am actually doing a breathwork uh, course through um, Udemy, the online university. And uh, it's actually really, really cool. The reason I'm doing the breathwork is for me, I, so my purpose right now for the clarity that I'm seeing is to help people heal themselves. And I truly believe the power of the breath is a key component in our own inner healing. Mm-hmm. Um, our breath can help us access our internal pharmacy. We all have that in, in, inside of us. And I'm, it just, it just speaks to me. And I've been doing breath work now twice a day for like quite a few months. And if I don't do it when I first, first get up in the mornings or before I go to bed something happens in my patterns like I don't sleep as well or my day doesn't go well um so it's I've really implemented the breath work and it's not like it doesn't take long um it's actually the the Wim Hof method where it's like a series of uh 30 breaths that you do and then you have to hold your breath at the bottom like when you're exhaling and hold it back when you're inhaling so there's a specific way of doing it, but it's not, it's not a long process, but just mm-hmm. doing that is amazing how your body is transforming and mm-hmm. the clarity that you receive afterwards. And this year also, I was also, uh, there was one of my friends that recommended a book uh, called The Breath that I read probably last summer. And uh, it really, really was speaking to me and I, I, I couldn't understand why this the breath book was speaking to me like so loudly and then I had this clarity one day and I remembered when I was in labor with my kids I did not want any medications like I wanted to deliver my babies naturally and I my intuition told me to go internally and focus on my breath so one breath at a time with each contraction got me through delivering my babies without any medication. Oh, my. No, but it was it was just mm. amazing how that book just made me remember that. And then yeah. I thought, wow, like there is really something with the breath. Yeah. <laughs> so it just got me more curious, and I just got 
involved, like reading stuff about breath, the breath work and implementing it into my own life. So, yeah, and I, I want to teach this to people. I want, you know, mm-hmm. once I get more comfortable and because I can share my own experience, right? Right. So, Powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. You talked about your intuition telling you to breathe through your contractions, but how yes. how do you get your intuition? How does it come to you? When I was a little girl living in the, my dysfunctional home, I my intuition was talking to me without me knowing, and it was telling me to go out in nature, to go out and find animals, to to heal like I, it was just it was my way of coping and I think it was my way of surviving so my intuition was always guiding me somewhere you know where I could process emotions and I could just really access that the healing that nature can provide and animals can provide to you mm. so it started really really young but I didn't know what it was and right now to tell you the truth, my like I, I I ignored my intuition for many many years working indirectly with Big Pharma. It was not aligned with what the type of nursing that I wanted to do. But I was there because it was a financial stability. Yeah. <laughs> Where I had you know I had my kids, my five kids in hockey and whatever other sports that they were playing in. So I needed some money to pay for all that, and it was. Get five kids in hockey. It's, it gets pretty expensive, but oh my gosh, I would, yeah. <laughs> you know. But but I would not change anything because that taught them so many lessons in life and brought them to where they are today. But I still needed financial stability, so I was kind of pushing myself and staying into those positions because it was a comfort zone. Number one, and it, it gave me the financial freedom to give to my kids what they what they wanted, what they needed at that time Mm. so I ignored my intuition because it was I was going against it all these years and just when I finished working last year in January so I'm I'm starting to trust my intuition again it's it's always been there but I was not listening to it I was shutting it down but now opening up those possibilities again and I just need to surrender and trust let go of control and let myself listen to that intuition because I know it's going to guide me in the right direction so I'm going to ask you a question about that Um, because many many of us uh, you are talking to many of us myself included (laughs) right we've all Uh we've all closed that door and done something because of comfort or because of money or because of whatever Uh Um, so my question is like a lot of times we think we are throwing out the baby with the bathwater, like close my door on the intuition. Like I wasn't listening mm-hmm. and I'm throwing a possibility because you parented five kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you managed to breathe through your uh contractions is the term you weren't listening to your intuition is that a complete sentence or is it just about your career um because parenting to me is so intuitive (laughs) (laughs) and i don't do it i'm just staring at it going 
how do you even know what to do? <laughs> you know, like how do you how do you raise how how do people raise like children? It's a full time job, and and yeah. and like on the on another aspect to it, like I'll like you you said you knew your kids needed the sports, so you stayed mm-hmm. over there. So that knowing. Um, and, and we, if anybody wants to circle back to Natalie's podcast, they can learn about how that blocky mm-hmm. thing was part of her life. So I'm, I'm just asking the question. Mm. Well, you know what? I think like for me, like I, I was living in fight or flight for all those years, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. running around, like getting groceries, cooking meals, making, doing laundry, getting the kids organized for their sports, for the school, like working as a nurse. Uh, so I, I, there's everything is, is, is kind of a, when I, I try to remember things from when the kids were growing up. I, I don't remember okay. <laughs> a lot of things I don't remember. Like the kids will say, Oh mom, you remember that hockey tournament that we went? Remember? N- no. Do you remember? Yeah. That, that girl's mother, you remember you were, n- no. Okay. Do you remember? And they come back to me with all those, cause they have, they have great memories, but I was okay. in fight or flight all the time. So probably my intuition was guiding me. Uh, but unconsciously but you weren't conscious <laughs> of it yeah yeah yeah. i was very unconscious okay yes. okay totally. okay mm-hmm. something made me ask that question because that's another piece of the puzzle because we've talked to previous podcasts about how fear can get in the way of intuition but it can also be a guide for intuition like we can it, people have the concept that it stops your intuition sometimes because we consciously make a decision out of fear and not follow it uh-huh. But being in fight or flight, what you've just said is that you managed to keep five kids safe and busy and weren't consciously being making an intuitive next steps, right? So you were yeah. doing mode. You were just doing the next thing. And it was exactly. intuitively correct based on the data that you had in your fight or flight mode. Yeah, but there's there's another thing that just came up to me, and yeah. for me, it was controlling everything. Okay. So I I had the opportunity to control, right? Okay. And control for me was um, a comfort zone for me okay. because I didn't have to I didn't have to feel anything. Mm. So I was kind of blocking all my traumas at that time. So because of that, because I had, I had a distraction, I had my kids and all their activities. So blocking that control got me to a place of feeling numb and not looking back into my trauma. So now that I opened the can of worms and looking back into my traumas, and I have been now for quite a few years with the kids, you know, the kids guidance and, and, and their knowledge about spirituality that I'm realizing what happened when I was raising the kids. Wow. Cool. Does, that, does that make sense? Yes. And how many parents can identify with that? Like you don't have time to go to the bathroom on your own schedule as a parent mm. in my world. So no. of course, how can you deal with your own traumas in that space? Really exactly. interesting. Really, really interesting. Oh, mm. beautiful. And so that kind of goes in line with the, okay, you hit the 50 stride or 60 stride and you like the world just sinks into it's got to be about me because now's my time post parenting mm-hmm. exactly post mm-hmm. intense parenting because parenting doesn't stop yeah. okay yeah. 
<laughs> interesting the cycles of I hope people get this because there's and you know what what yeah. else I could I could just add to that is just yeah. to listen to your listen to your kids you have kids for a reason and your kids are your greatest teachers and I'm very grateful that I was opened to listening to them because I I really admired all my kids when they were growing up and everything that they were doing and when they started their like their own healing journeys and and figuring out what their paths were going to be you know, and, and learning about different modalities and, and not staying inside a box, going, looking outside the box because they knew that that's where their intuition was guiding them. So that for me was very inspiring to look inside of myself and start doing the work on myself because I was seeing what they were achieving or where they were going kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People, kids, siblings, family mm-hmm. shows up for a reason. Good and lessons. Yeah. All good, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Lise. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when people take my brains and they go, oh, no, we're going to just make that a little bigger. No. This is my experience. Look a little bigger, Heather. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Because yeah. I stare at parenting like on a – there are I've learned not to put things on pedestals but I stare at parenting with a deep 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 closest thing to a pedestal somebody was one of my friends took me aside and she was like you admire parents who parent and I'm like yeah but anybody who 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 has it in their world to have a child still has had their world shifted in a way that 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 anybody who hasn't had a kid hasn't had their world shifted so Mm. it's it's a thing wow Mm -hmm. yeah but but there's a reason why my kids chose me right so i because i had lessons to learn (laughs) Mm. and they are the ones who taught you those lessons and are still teaching me the lessons so they're they're really assisting my spiritual journey and helping me heal my traumas and uh, without maybe not always realizing that you're doing that. But for me, there's there's always a little something that they will say or they will do to me that will kind of wake up another little piece inside of me. So, yeah. Neat. And now you get to be a grandma. Like- yes. <laughs> yes, to five, five little ones. Oh, yeah, wow. so I have four little boys and one little girl, <laughs> wow. ages from five months to uh, five years old. So it's pretty special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that to me, I haven't figured out how to be a grandma, but I think that's probably my favorite position on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you just get to be with them, right? You just, and they just love they just, they just, it's unconditional love. And I've, I've, I've never felt that love from, from my own kids because I was in the busyness of everything, right? But now when I'm with these little ones, they really bring me into the present moment. And I laugh with them and I do things with them that I was not doing with my own kids. So it's, it's, it just fills my heart. It just, my, my heart just overflows with joy and with love when I'm around them. 
that's that's how we can describe <laughs> the yeah. emotions of being grandma. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because I don't think people think about the magic of the presence that a grandkid brings. Mm. But mm-hmm. I think that is so so well put. That parenting role is is the friggin' treadmill. Like, whoa. <laughs> and so yeah. the magic of like, oh, let me just spend this magical period of time and hand them back to the treadmill. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got the adrenals to handle that. You go ahead. I'm going to be the one who who enjoys playing checkers without them knowing the rules. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or just even going, um, like, walking in the rain, like putting rubber boots on in your, in your raincoat and bringing them in the backyard here in the rain, like all... with the three older ones um, I was just playing in the rain with them and laughing and we were just having so much fun and I thought oh my gosh like this is a life this is amazing with with grandkids Mm. yeah yeah oh wonderful well thank you so much for today this has been wonderful to share and learn and expand my brain hopefully other people's brains Um, to how intuition can be a journey back to self. So this has been great. Well, thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure um, chatting with Heather and uh, our, our, our pets are, uh, well, have crossed and will continue to cross again many, many times going forward. Yeah, mm. I think so. Wonderful. Yeah. Until next yeah, time. Really, yeah, until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.